Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show is created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have astrologer and spiritual guide, Razzie. Razzie is a spiritual consultant using the metaphysical arts as well as astrology to guide others into living a life in authenticity. She is 30 years old and living in Florida, but was born and raised in New York City. Immersed in many different cultures from a very young age, she was without a doubt intrigued with people, along with their values and beliefs. Razzie has always been quite inquisitive of people's motives and behavior, which gave her a natural inclination towards studying psychology. The first spiritual awakening Razzie encountered was in her teen years after watching The Secret and learning about the law of attraction. This new approach to life resonated with her deeply, but it wasn't until her early 20s when she was called to learn astrology. Her consistent rebellion against the standard matrix way of living and her strong drive to work independently helped to lead her down the rabbit hole of astrology and all things related to it. Despite the criticism and sacrifices of others, Razzie is living her true path, a solopreneur who is still striving for more out of life. In addition, in December, she will be bringing in a new little life into this world with the love of her life by her side. Her mission is to help reprogram the collective consciousness, leading others into sovereignty, using the many different skills she has gained throughout the years. Astrology is the study of how the positions and movements of celestial bodies affect what happens on Earth and to humankind. Thousands of years ago, astrology was intuitively perceived by ancient mystics. The earliest written records date back more than 5,000 years, but it's generally understood that the secrets of this ancient science were handed down orally through family-based lineages from much earlier times. The original practitioners of this science were both expert astronomers and sages who were awakened to their own nature. For thousands of years, astrologers observed the night sky, mapped the heavens, and accurately plotted the movements of the planets along with the qualities associated with various astrological elements. In the last 150 years, expansive new ideas about astrology have been developed as astrologers have combined psychology and metaphysics with astrology to form new ways of thinking with the stars. Instead of being defined by our birth chart and the stars, we accept that their electromagnetic energy of attraction and repulsion affect us, and we can choose to counter what their forces do to our bodies and minds through conscious living and attention-focusing practice. So stay tuned for more of this episode of Go Beyond the Veil, where we'll be discussing more about astrology. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. What would it be like to deeply remember the secrets of your soul so that you can travel the unknown with confidence and genuinely sit back, relax, enjoying life without all the everyday worries? I'm Jender Shen, a mystic mentor who guides you to align and amplify your soul's true mission. Get healing, clarity around your next steps, release unresolved guilt, agreements, and karma so that you can fulfill your purpose and reach your utmost potential while experiencing true freedom. Awaken the soul power within you today with me, Gender Shen. Learn more at gendershen.com. That's J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E.com. Peach Fuzz is great. 
if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S A K U R A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip Presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday on KBKW and also on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having astrologer and spiritual guide, Razzie, on our show. Hi, Razzie. Hi, Thanks Razzie. for being here. Hi. Glad to be back. Uh, how's your day going? <laughs> hey, my day's going great. Yeah. It's going... You know, pl- tracking the stars as usual. Ready to give you guys some messages. It's never ending. Now, so let's jump in. Um, when did you start doing astrology and what called you to do it? Right. So when I started astrology, it was truly in my 20s and the beginning of my 20s. And the thing that really brought me there was a relationship, of course, right? So <laughs> knowing about Libra, which is what I am, that's my sun sign, and that's all about relationships and marriage. It made sense for that to be the thing that called me in. So I learned about my my basic natal chart, my sun, moon, rising, and then the other planets. But the interesting thing was in this relationship, which I considered to be a twin flame at the time for anyone who knows what that lingo is about. uh, I was sitting down with his mom and his mom actually pulled out a bunch of old pictures and photos, including his birth time and his birth certificate which I just logged in my mind and then I went to go you know out of curiosity look at his chart and before I did I I actually wrote down like all right let me just guess what is his sun moon rising Venus Mars Mercury the whole nine and I ended up getting it right so because I got it right wow. it really kind of propelled everything uh-huh. from there were they were you then picking out people complete strangers and trying to guess what their sun moon and rising were as well Oh, yeah. Like constantly at work, it would be in the back of my mind. Whether I was talking about it or not, it's like, hmm, this person is a Scorpio. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Razzie, how do your astrology readings differ from other mainstream astrologers? So my interest before astrology was always psychology. I, I remember like one of the first things someone told me in elementary school from a friend on the phone was, you're a great listener. And it was a Interesting thing to hear at such a young age because I didn't know that there was a difference between listeners. I didn't know there were people who didn't listen. (laughs) So my whole life, I was always interested in the mind and even especially with children as well. So I went to school for that and I use a lot of psychology in my work and I do as well bring in the other metaphysical kind of touches like tarot, energy work, things like gene keys, which eventually I'll probably touch on and human design. So I, I try to focus on the now versus the prediction, which I feel like is what people expect from astrology. Mm-hmm. Got it. So how do you think the mainstream media has affected astrology in both a beneficial and a detrimental way? Well, it's definitely opened the door, especially in the last, I think, only two years that we've seen with TikTok and Instagram, constant like pop astrology is what they call it. Right. So people are in one way, it's a kind of watered down version, which maybe is a little detrimental because people who don't want to do the further research (laughs) basically stop there and say, what do you mean? Uh, How can you guess, you know, my sign or whatever. But when you really get intrigued, which is the beautiful thing, this does awaken you to so much more about yourself and spirituality in general. So I feel like the collective has been shifting in this turn of just self-exploring and learning who they are, their mind and where they want to go on a much more real and you know personal level. And astrology definitely helped with that. Do you think the pause during the pandemic is also what propelled it forward? For sure. Even before the ban- pandemic, it was like a little bit on the scene. But then because everyone just had to 
kind of shut off their life and make new decisions, lose their jobs, stuff like that, things that they've been doing for years. It just made everyone sit with their thoughts and then mm -hmm. want to investigate why outside of things like psychology and, you know, take their own time because also learning astrology is free, right? So it's kind of great. We can do this on our own time. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's so complex. It's, it's amazing that you <laughs> <laughs> remember it all. Yeah. I mean, it is a complete language. It 100% it's a language. Yeah, even the law of attraction is a language in itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you also use tarot in your readings. What is your actual process of using tarot? And how did you decide to blend the two? So I started tarot I get, around the same time. And it was really to just deal with my own anxiety. Um, I was definitely going through a early mid 20 lost in the world what do i do with my life feeling and i've always been the person people go to so it wasn't really doing anything for me to ask others for advice so i was like how do i further ask myself for advice and of course i came across youtube videos of of readers and that definitely helped but it sparked my curiosity to get my own deck and then i did that and I now blend that with my uh, astrology readings. I, it just kind of channeled to me one day that I wanted to pull the cards over a blank natal chart. So the natal chart looks like a, a pizza pie, basically, if you ever looked at your chart. And I don't have anything on it, right? So it's a blank one. And I actually just pull the cards over it. So I relate both in my head. That's just the way my mind works, though. Um, and I, I'm able to use both, which I think is super helpful. And I think tarot is sometimes more comfortable for people or easier to understand. So that's why I like to blend it. And that's basically how I do it. Yeah. And so are the tarot cards also being laid over in a house? Is that and the house also is specific to some area in our life? Exactly. So each house has a different theme. And so what I do is I let the cards fall naturally, right? So wherever the cards fall, it kind of shows me an extra level of channeling. Like, all right, we have uh, the three of swords in the seventh house, which would be indicative 100% to like a breakup or, or processing pain in a relationship. And it just gets so much more detailed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really like, because I, I, I'm a person that likes to get to the point of what's going on right now and really open somebody up which is not always easy to do. Uh, <laughs> blending it both, it just kind of gets to the right questions. And I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a person who uses astrology and tarot in a way where it's more about asking and asking the right questions to get that person to really be contemplative themselves. That's amazing. Well, we have a caller on the line. So let's go ahead and take our first caller. We've got Brittany on the line from Houston. Brittany, are you there? Brittany, are you there? Oh. Brittany. Oh, no. Hi, Brittany. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So do Hi, you Razzie. <laughs> hey. do you have your sun, moon and rising for Razzie? Um, so I have my sun. My sun is in Gemini. My moon is in Aquarius. And Razzie, what is how do I find my rising? Because I was thinking it's my north node, which is in Aries, but that's wrong. Mm. So the rising you want to go to astro.com and then you type in your time of birth and you kind of go throughout the whole thing. But because I do know you, Brittany, I do know you're a Pisces rising. <laughs> there you go. I, I called just to listen and then I was like, oh my, I'm getting on air. Okay, cool. I'm at the airport. <laughs> Here you are. Well, do you have a question for Razzie or do you want her to just give you a message? Um, she can just give me a message. <laughs> Okay, cool. Been going so, through a lot, cool. so uh, she can just give me a, a generalized message. Okay, so I'm going to pull some cards. And just for anyone else who is an Aquarius moon, which I also am, just know that right now we have Saturn in Aquarius, which is a planet about restricting emotions, uh, not really being able to release feeling like we have to also discipline those emotions, right? Because the moon sign represents the internal world. So having that presence there on your moon sign is making things feel a lot more serious than the Gemini nature of your sun sign, which wants to have fun and be playful and just enjoy life. So things can feel a little serious. And the cards that fell out too are his Knight of Cups reverse, Five of Coins reverse, which is really nice because even though it might feel like 
the the five of coins represents being in a sort of financial turmoil but because it's reversed it's saying that you're actually actively leaving that even though that might sound contradictory to life circumstances nine of wands also is about really pushing forward so you're right there at the top of the pyramid the pinnacle of moving on but you just have to use all your energy to push in this last hardest league of that race basically let me know if that sounds you're towards good. the finish line <laughs> right well hopefully because i just lost my job so i'm like super worried about financial aspects but i'm heading to mexico for kind of a retreat and a reset so that sounds quite great for where i'm at at this moment it doesn't sound bad at all <laughs> well thanks for calling Brittany. thank you so much yes it gives me hope all right guys have a great day thank you, you too you. thank you All right. Well, you kind of covered this, but do you think anyone can learn to do astrology and tarot? And if so, what are the personal benefits of learning? So this is a a actual yes and no question. Anyone can definitely learn astrology and tarot, but not everyone's going to feel inclined to and not everyone's going to resonate. Right. So if you are feeling inclined to learn, it's great to just start start with your own chart, right? And that may be where it ends for you. You may never go further, even though it's an infinite journey. Some people will just get called further and further in, but it it will help with you know understanding parts of childhood and and parts of your adulthood and looking into things that are coming up. So yes, everyone can learn, but definitely it's not for everyone. <laughs> Well, and I would imagine it helped you to deepen yourself, correct? And that, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Especially coming into it at a later age because it put so much in pers- perspective of childhood that I just was like out here in limbo dealing with, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's scary for a lot of people to have to deepen themselves, right? So, so what would you say we all gain from having an astrology reading? And how often would you recommend one? I think at the very very least, you'll get a new perspective on your personality, on your characteristics of why you're here in this world. Um, And at the most, it's guidance, right? Especially if you're immersed in and you're open to really hearing the messages, you can speak to so many different sides of yourself and even people who have passed, people on the other side. And I think it depends for people what they need. I actually do some people I have packages where I see them every single month, twice a month. And some people I see them once a year, or four times a year for like every season. So it depends on how much spiritual work you're personally doing. If if the only thing you're doing is astrology, and you're going through a rough time, maybe you need to see someone more consistent. And then when things start to even out, you can start to like get that guidance yearly and just kind of be on your own journey. The goal is for you not to need any of this really, right? For Mm -hmm. you to just follow yourself and your intuition. So whatever helps with the your part of the journey, definitely, uh, you know, the person that you're going to can kind of assess that as well. Now, when you're doing the readings more frequently, do you end up having different things pop up for you intuitively? Yeah, I, I actually love doing consistent long term packages with people because it's in those moments where you're not even looking for a message that a message will come through. Mm-hmm especially in the the most casual of conversation, right? So sometimes we can encounter a block and you might not, you might want to like kind of go into your own cave or hole and just hide away. But when you force yourself to confront certain things and are constantly talking about it, like just out of nowhere, you'll gain some sort of clarity. And I love seeing that because it's always the small moments that make the biggest impact and the biggest turnaround. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you, in your work, you like to focus on the now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, do people do people specifically come to you to focus on that? Or are people looking for, like, predictions? Or is it kind of a mix? Right. So I think when people don't know me at all, and it's a very, like, a chance encounter, they'll they'll be looking for an answer for the future. But one of my biggest teachings for everyone is be here now. Be here now is, like, the mantra I live by that I think uh, our society pulls us out of constantly. And it's so easy to think we're being in the now, but in reality, we're still in our head thinking about the now when we're not actually in it. So 
pulling yourself back and looking at the astrology in, for some people it is completely about the future but you can also bring it back to where you are and remind yourself that you have free will right i still believe in an aspect of free will so you're able to see the different paths see the, the different energies you can work with and then consciously choose how you want to work your energy and just being focused being focused on it like you would work out and gain muscles it's basically the same thing you're like focusing on your spiritual energy and and gaining more of it of what they would also call chi so the more you're building up that chi the more you can use in you know big life decisions and scenarios that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the way I think about it is if you come in and you're only looking for predictive work and then you're not doing your own personal work, then you're just relying on this future that somebody's going to tell you about versus having control over your future, right? Like, as you mentioned, looking at the now, working right. on the issues that you have right now, which inevitably will add up to your future state. Your potential. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm a big believer of uh, quantum, quantum jumping or shifting as well into different parallels of life because there are so many different branches of the tree we can we can take on and go. But the best way to gain momentum is to actually be taking control of those tiny decisions of your life. So in actually using astrology and looking at those little micro decisions like, yeah, do I want to just take the chance of like going to sit in a cafe today, which I don't usually do instead of staying at home, that can open up the door to something huge, meeting someone and, you know, going down a new career opportunity, who knows, but just prepping yourself and, and gaining that momentum for the big shifts, like mm -hmm. getting and, you know, buying a house and whatever it is. Right. I'm curious how much of our life do you think is prescribed versus where we have free will? Like, do you think that there are just things that are inevitably going to happen regardless of the choices that we make? And maybe it'll take us longer to get there or the route will be different. Or do you think it's like, yeah, I would love to hear your take on that. <laughs> yeah. Collectively, I think there's a lot of things that we have set in stone ages ago that we're dealing with on a collective way and that's another great way where you can see how astrology does predict right because there's a, a really good documentary out there called planet of the gods that just came out this year if you just like type it in google um and they talked about how these uranus conjunctions were all or like different transits with uranus happened for different like revolutions in society like the women's uh revolution and gay rights and and all of those bigger ones right so for then our, do we have personal choice in our own life? Yes, I do believe that we have a lot of choice over where we're going to go, how we're going to see it happen. Um, but I also have a, so many different theories with this because I do believe some people came here more on a volunteer mission and some people are here still kind of karmically dealing with the loop. So you, you can kind of open up to that by tapping in and, and finding out whether or not you are just paying for age-old mistakes or you're here to actually uh, have more of an impact, right? And yeah, there's there's so many ways you can look up, look at it, but some people have more free will, in my opinion, than others, if, yeah. you know, that kind of helps. <laughs> so since you brought it up, I was going to ask you about the karma that appears on the charts. Are you able to recognize that? Yeah, so Saturn is also one of the names of Saturn is like Lord or Lordress of Karma. Uh, and then you can look at your south node, right? So there's different aspects in your chart where you can see what kind of karma are you coming in with? What kind of dharma are you trying to achieve? And even outside of that, just with tarot, you know, just talking to somebody and having them show you their patterns of their life. You can identify even in just their psychological, mental patterns, like, what is it that you're not letting go of? And what are you holding on? And how can we truly get that out and, and move on, you know, to, to fulfill life the way that you actually want to? Interesting. So, yeah, you could look at it and identify kind of your biggest obstacles for your life and then have a focus around those. And not feel like a victim of it. Exactly. That's the key. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. 
Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing, so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Join us here on KKNW every Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday on KBKW and also on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having astrologer and spiritual guide, Razzie, on our show. All right, Razzie. Well, let's just talk about some of the lingo. Can you explain the difference between sun, moon, and rising sign? Yeah, of course. So the sun sign is what everybody knows because that's the easy one, right? That's the day you were born. That is the sun represents like your overall identity. And in a lot of ways, it's who you kind of aspire to be, where your moon sign is your most private self, who you are behind closed doors, who you are emotionally, how you express your emotions. And the rising sign, which changes every hour, and that's why it's super important to know your time of birth, it is, it's the filter of your personality. So it is not just the mask you wear with others, but it's how the rest of the planets in your chart express themselves. They express themselves through that rising time. It's such an important aspect of the chart. Now, what if people don't have access to their birth certificate? Right. So if you don't have as, as if you don't know your birth certificate, you can number one, ask your mom. You never know what she knows. Uh, <laughs> after asking your mom, you can still find out your moon sign. You just need to know the day you were born. Right. So you can still plug that in. Go to astro.com, plug in and they'll ask you, like, do you know your time? And you can put unknown. So you won't know the houses and the rising sign. Right. Which does give you an extra coloring. But if you absolutely feel intrigued and want to know, you can definitely come to an astrologer. And after working together for a little while, we can kind of find out what that rising sign is through trial and error, because there is only 12 of them. Right. So you'll be able to kind of plug in and out and see what really works. But just knowing if you were born in, in the in the middle of the night or the middle of the afternoon also helps because it's every hour, once again, is a different rising. So you can figure it out. It's not impossible. Just start wherever you are with whatever you have. All right. Got it. So let's talk about uh, current times. What's going on astrologically? Yeah, so there's a lot. This is a supercharged year, right? (laughs) We have so much going on. Just like even tomorrow, we have a full moon on August 11th in 
Aquarius, which is really great. Um, and this is an important one because all of the fixed energies right now are being affected. And the North Node is in Taurus, which basically means collectively we have been seeing these major changes and things that Taurus represents. And it also represents um, food, right? So we see like inflation. We see things happening in, in the world of farming. Uh, Uranus, that has to do with technology. We're seeing AI take a bigger stance in the world and trying to incorporate technology with how we how we live and how we eat as well. So we're seeing those kinds of changes out in the big world, and then it's affecting us as well personally, right? So some of the other things that are happening this year is uh, a really nice one, just to know for like October 22nd, if anyone's listening in for love, uh, Venus and the sun conjunct. And I know people are always interested in in the love messages. So just know that around that time, October 22nd, although there will be a lot more going on, you can kind of, well, we will be experiencing a, a inflation in that energy, right? So this can mean two things. You can either meet some faded people and have a be whisked away into a love story, or you can be believing something that isn't exactly what it seems to be. So be very cautious around that time with what's going on and don't make any major commitments in love, but just be open to whatever is coming to you. Don't go get um, pitched in Vegas with the first person you meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, don't worry, it can wait. You, yeah. you want to wait, put it to the test just a little bit. All right. On October 23rd, it's fine, but yes. not the 27th. <laughs> so what other right. upcoming planetary events do we need to be aware of? Right. So there are also eclipses. We've been through a few of them, right? And all the eclipses are when there is a full or a new moon around the nodes. So this is why the nodes are also important, right? So all of the eclipses will either take place in Taurus or Scorpio. Now we've passed by two. The next ones coming up are also in October 25th, right? So if, you know, meeting that faded love partner, maybe wait till the eclipse to see if it gets eclipsed out of your life (laughs) on the 25th. There also will be one on in November. So you can look back to April 30th and May 15th to see what were the themes in your life around that time. When we hit these other eclipses, which is will round out the energy of these nodes, it, it will probably be the same themes coming up in a, a similar fashion. So you, you can kind of play around with what was happening then, April 30th, May 15th, and prep yourself for October 25th and November 8th. And what about on a world level? Yeah, on a world level, and and this is what we're going to see, because since the eclipses has to do with the nodes, we might just see, you know, gas prices again (laughs) be changing, right? And uh, a lot of people, because of this North Node and Taurus, have been feeling called to get more nature, to slow down. This has a lot to do with slowing down. And it's important to slow down this year, especially going to next year, because there's a lot of junk emotionally and traumatically that we're trying to let go of and we're doing it personally but we can see how much we're trying to let go of in that collective way as well right and move towards to a better education system a better a better way of of working whether that being more people feel like quitting their jobs and working from home and they're now refusing to go back into the office we might see big big groups of people deciding to do that at the same time like we we've seen a lot of people just don't want to work right now, right? And it's not necessarily out of laziness, although Taurus is represented by the cow or the bull, and sometimes it's looked at as like a lazy animal. But in reality, they do a really important job. And once again, that slowing down is very healing for us. So it can be a super healing time collectively. All right. Uh, can you explain the nodes and what they represent? Yeah, so... In our chart, you're going to find a north node and a south node, and that's very personal to your own destiny. Or in other words, where is it in life that you're going to make the most growth happen for yourself? You can look at the north node for that, which is almost like a north star. So if you're just looking for a sense of purpose and meaning and direction, that's what you want to look at in your chart. And when you look at the south node, these are the gifts or the talents and abilities that you naturally had, some say from a past life, and you're bringing it into this one, or you learned that as a child, that was your natural setting, right? So in general, you don't want to abandon the south node qualities, you want to you want to take what you have learned and what you're good at, 
and balance it out with where the North Node is trying to take you, moving in that direction and still using the South Node as support. So it is always a little bit uncomfortable when you're following your North Star or your North Node, but knowing that stepping out of your comfort zone, which is the South Node, and moving towards what you're meant to do here in, in this lifetime is going to be uncomfortable, might actually be just really great to hear because you know that you're on your path. So whenever you need that reminder, that's those are the energies you want to check in with. So as you've worked with people more frequently, have you noticed as they've deepened the energy of the node change? I mean, I know the destiny doesn't change, but the energy of it, is that if that makes sense? Right. So it's it's like you'll see people take different approaches, right? Mm-hmm. And also with whatever transits going on, you'll see how that's affecting their north node, right? You'll see if it's affecting it in a kind of hardship way or a, an opening mm-hmm. way, which is giving them gifts. And then you can they can see how to take advantage. So even though the the quote unquote destiny won't change, like the overall vibration of whatever your north node sign is in and whatever planet around it, that's what you have to work with but it's a challenge. So as the as everyone kind of like learns what it is and how to adapt that into their life, then their life kind of changes. Right. And I think it's important to stress that, that you're not able to change what's upcoming, but you're able to then learn how to prepare for it, correct? Right. And that's the beautiful thing about astrology in general. It's really a guide and a tool, just like the rest of the metaphysical arts. They're all tools. So once again, if you don't resonate with it, it's okay. And there's so many different forms of charts you can look at, so many different types like Eastern versus Western astrology. And I personally see the truth in all of them, especially when you combine them all together then you're opening yourself up to like so many different, once again, perspectives. But it is, uh, you know, information overload at times. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Can you briefly touch on retrogrades? What do they mean? And are they really all bad? Yeah, what's the hype? (laughs) (laughs) It sucks to think that, you know, the collective thinks that retrogrades are bad because really they're not, right? What a retrograde really is, is... A planet is moving forward and it makes a loop in the sky. And as it's making that loop, it looks like it's going backwards. When in reality, it's in a completely new space in the sky. It's just from our view, it looks like it's going backwards. I think retrogrades are great for people to just relate to their lives in those times where you think you're taking two steps back or 10 steps back and you're really not because there's no kind of such thing. We're always moving into whatever's next. So retrogrades really kind of represent that. And we have so many of them. We have at least three Mercury retrogrades every single year. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of times for you to think you're going backwards when you're not. But really, it's once again to have a reflection moment, a time with yourself to rest and to check in, to, to kind of go over mistakes or things that you've been overlooking so that when you move forward again and the action is all pushing you to make a new move, you have a proper understanding of where you're going instead of rushing because rushing leads to sometimes a lot of failures. So is there any truth then to do not purchase computers or technology or cars during Mercury retrograde? Yeah, there is because Mercury retrograde rules over cars, right? Mercury in general won't will rule over transportation. So we'll see like you might book a flight and then there might just be more delays, right? So you want to prepare yourself. They also will say like, make sure you're going over contracts if you're signing anything new. Because once again, when you're going backwards in life, as the planets will be going backwards, you don't really want to be starting new things and pushing the pedal to the metal on all projects. You kind of want to, you know, read over the details again and again and again to make sure that you actually are seeing correctly and that you are making an informed decision. Mercury is all about information, the mind and communication. So we'll see a lot of that, like our phones frizzing out and just miscommunication in general, right? So you just want to be sure that you are taking your time to get your point across in the best way possible. So there is some truth to it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. And with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging. 
but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having astrologer and spiritual guide, Razzie, on our show. So, Razzie, can you touch on the planetary energy that we can expect for next year? Right. So talking all this node talk, the most big collective change that we're going to feel is when the nodes change from Taurus to Aries, right? So we're going from this slow moving sign to the first sign of the Zodiac uh, Aries, which is all about action. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a major switch up. And if anyone has been feeling like, you know, what's happening, there's no excitement, it it feels slow or stagnant. Trust me, it's going to change. Wait till July of next year. And we're going to be like, oh, this is what we were sleeping so much for. (laughs) That's so true. I've been feeling that way. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I'm curious, when people ask you about astrology and how astrology works, what's the the answer that you give them? Right. So, yes, other than the obvious, like, we do know now through science that, that each planet has its own frequency. How I look at astrology is it's simply math, right? And we can't discredit math. Right. So even regardless of the calculation, we're looking for different answers. And that's why you can look at astrology through different lenses like Eastern and Western and and what and different kinds of charts, because they're all different equations. It literally is just tracking numbers and like, where is this planet? Where are we? How how far is the distance from this one? This one, which is what all the angles are like a conjunction is when they're super close and opposition is when they're exact opposite in the sky. And because we know math doesn't lie. Now, our interpretation of that math and how we explain the answers, how we teach that is all going to be different. But the answers and the equations, it's a language of its own. So when you look at it with that kind of lens, it's like, oh, okay, this can be understood in a very logical way, taking out the archetypes. That's basically what astronomy is. And then astrology is that added extra mythology and learning the archetypes and and blending the spirituality into it. But that is masculine and feminine energy. So that's what I love about astrology. It's both math, logical, and it is 
feminine, spiritual, and the unknown and putting it together. So would that. you say that it's the frequency of the planets, their relation to each other, and then their relation to us? Yes, exactly, right? And even, because uh, like the things like the procession of the equinox and like the wobble of the earth, those are all things that you're actually tracking to to figure out like how and where is this planet versus this one? Because if we were in a different planet in, in the solar system, it would be a completely different approach at looking at that even though it would still be technically the same we can all use we can still use math right which is so universal to actually understand it but yeah in the relation of because another way that i will give it to people too is like if you're in a room alone you know that you have your own energy and you would be doing something specific to you but if someone just walks into the room your energy is going to change and the way you act is going to change. What you talk about is going to change depending on the person who walks into the room and how many people they bring with them. So we know like that, that influence of, of our own frequency with other people's will start to manipulate. And once again, you can use, you can still even use math to kind of understand, you know, like the difference between four people in the room and how much energy that is between just you yourself or two, and et cetera. <laughs> yeah, I really like that example. Yeah. Well, Razzie, congratulations as a new parent-to-be. So Thank how you. do you think astrology can help children or even parents? I love the topic of astrology in parents because for me, if I would have known certain things when I was um, much younger, I would have known I was destined to be somewhat of a weirdo and an outcast. <laughs> Right. And that eventually in the age of Aquarius, it was going to come together, but I didn't. So I just had to kind of like go through with it. I think astrology is great for most importantly, parents trying to understand their their children and their changes. And also just what are they going to be interested in? Are they going to be interested in the arts or will they be naturally inclined to environmentalism or, you know, science? And knowing that can really help you accept them for who they are, which I think is you know, what we're all really looking for at the end of the day. <laughs> it probably also helps with sleeping patterns and food, right? How they eat. <laughs> right, exactly. If they have like Taurus dominant, for example, right? You're going to see that they they enjoy their food. They're maybe stubborn and stingy about sharing their food <laughs> right. versus someone like a Libra who might be like, yeah, okay, I want to eat whatever you want to eat. And they, they are more indecisive, even though it's a very general way to look at it. It, it still applies. <laughs> do you do readings for children? And what age would you I, say is appropriate? I have done tarot readings for children. Now, I wouldn't actually go over someone's chart because it's just too complex and too complicated. And also going back to that be here now, kids do that. They are here and they are here now mm -hmm. and they don't know anywhere else to be. So I always love to like kind of leave that process undisturbed when they start hitting puberty, that 13, 14 going into high school and starting to make decisions about the, what their future looks like. I think that's a great time to help them understand their personality, understand their insecurities and their strengths to let them know that, first of all, they're not the only one. Yeah, everybody ha is having these insecurities but how it, it expresses in them, whether they're more introverted or extroverted and knowing that that's okay, it really helps around that age. And it can really break through a lot of the teenage issues that we kind of see that you know, just go undiagnosed and forgotten. That timing makes perfect sense. Yeah. Do you read for couples as well? I definitely do. I love reading for couples. Uh, it is it's, it's just fun. It's fun to look at this industry. It's fun to even just read for someone who has a prospect of a partner that they're looking at. So let's say they're not in a couple, but they have two charts. I also do that as well. If they just want to get the general idea or, or compatibility of someone in their life or understand why they were sent to them. Um, you know, a couple's energy is very different than a solo energy. So understanding how you work as a unit and that third production of the two people coming together like what what is it making and what does that look like in the world how does it express itself that's always fun to explore and i've had a couple's reading with razzie she's amazing yeah. and you just lay both of our natal charts on top of each other is that correct 
Right. So there are synergy charts where you're looking at them both on top of each other. And then there is a Davidson chart, which is the blended energy. So basically, as a couple, now this third body that you create has its own sun sign, has its own moon sign, has its own rising sign. And you get to see what that entity is and how it expresses itself. That's awesome. So basically, before I go on a date, get somebody's birth information. That's and then saying? call Razzie yeah. and have her <laughs> right. look the chart. You can always do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is worth it. I mean, you, you ask for the love language, so you might as well dive deep. Right? That's right. Right. Uh, so how do you uh, continue to learn and grow from here? I am constantly looking at like different astrology updates through different astrologers that I love. Um, I'm not the, the single voice of authority in astrology in my own life. So everyone else's perspective, like I always say, it's it's like a the facets of a diamond, right? So you have like so many different facets and they shine differently, but we're all kind of connected into this one major understanding and theme. So why not get the other perspectives? Why not take classes? I definitely love taking classes with people that I resonate with um, whenever I get to like save up my shekels so I can go do the class, I'll do it. But I also get readings from other people as well whenever I'm, I'm feeling like it. Just sometimes you can get caught up in your own your own way of looking at something. So it's just great to always break that up, challenge yourself, no matter what you're doing, right? No matter what you're learning in life, it's great to constantly uh, have a round table basically with others and share and just continue to grow and learn. That's fantastic. And I absolutely agree. So how can our listeners learn more about you and also book a session? Yeah. So if you want to like explore more, get to know me and see my regular updates, you can find me on Instagram at n.razy.razy. That's where I will be sharing not just my life, but I do cosmic check-ins whenever I can. I mean, pregnancy has been interesting, but I'll be back on it consistently soon. Um, other than that, though, you can find all my services on thecrystalmessenger.com. Uh, you'll find my different readings and you can just reach out to me. So let's say you there's something you want, but you don't see it in my services. Reach out to me in in instagram or the crystal messenger 777 at gmail.com you can also just email me and i'll get back to you and we'll work something out wonderful thanks again for being here today Razi. Yeah, thank you so much thank you guys for having me again <laughs> all right and thank you to eric our talented producer kknw timber country and cape town zone radio as well as you the listener don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast go beyond the veil anywhere you can find podcasts Love the show? Let us know. Follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m. Every second Sunday on KBKW and on Zone Radio for more Go Beyond the Veil, where we we make make spiritual spiritual sense. sense.